Welcome back. I'm honored today to have my two guests. The first time we're doing two guests in one episode. <laughs> Dom and Sharky. Um, why don't you guys give a little backstory on yourselves? Uh, Dom, you can go ahead first. Um, 17, senior at Loveland. I met Tristan my freshman year, I think, playing basketball at McCoy because Tristan's a real hooper. And... <laughs> We kind of met from there. He took pictures of me during football season. We became boys, and now I'm here. Brecken Sharky. I just turned 18. June 18th, 2002 is my birthday. Remember that? Uh, I'm not really sure when Tristan and I met, but me and T-Dog, we're a good group, you know? Stick together. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> if you guys didn't know him, of course you know him now. Um... But so one thing that kind of I wanted to get into just as a lead off, it's one of the first things I thought of is and you saying that you're 18 now kind of surprised me. Are you a grade behind Shark? Yes, I am. I'm a junior, but uh, I'm an older junior. Senior, yeah. Well, I'm a senior now going into senior year, you know, but uh, yeah, I got held back in preschool by my mom because she wanted me to be older summer birthday pretty cool was that weird for you like being one of the first people to be able to drive because i remember like those people were in such high demand when i was turning 16 um did you get your license right away though uh no i didn't unfortunately it took me a little bit took me a little minute took me a couple months after uh i could have took me about i think five months after after I could have got my license and yeah, I wasn't, I was kind of like one of the first people, but not really. I could have been though. Yeah. I was going to say, cause you're only a month younger than me and no offense, but I'm a whole grade above you. Yeah. I remember like, uh, Brenton was the first person to get his license pretty much in, uh, our grade. And I mean, I was friends with him, so, you know, that was nice, but I feel like he grew his like friendships through that and dom you said you were one of the first people to drive in your grade how did that feel for you like um it was cool at first because i could drive but then after that it just got annoying with how much i was driving because like and like with sharky not really sharky so much but like we have other friends that all live in the same area over there and i got my license during the school year so i was taking everybody to school taking everybody home and then when they needed rides, I was the only person that could drive. So they would text me, but I made a lot of money off of it. So it was nice. Did you ever feel like you were being used almost? No, not in a way, because they're all my friends. So I knew it would get back to me one way or another. Like they would give me a ride when they got their license or they would always throw me money or something like that. So it worked out for me in the long run. So Sharky, you got your license after Dom, and I'm assuming you like kind of bummed rides off him did you ever feel like you just didn't want to get your license because you had dom who you were always hanging out with uh no i always wanted my license just so i could free roam do my own thing you know sneak out you know <laughs> it is it is what it is but, yeah so both of you guys from what i know you know i've known you guys you said since freshman year i'm assuming both of you since freshman year you guys are really smart guys, but I see both of you kind of 
not trying in a way in school. Like I've heard of Dom. I know you failed a couple classes. Um, what? I'll start with you, Dom. Why do you think you just don't like apply yourself? Is there a reason behind it? School just isn't my thing. Sitting in a desk for seven hours and listening to a random person talk just is not my thing. And I think my freshman year is what really got to me. I ended my freshman year with like a point nine GPA, like somewhere down there. So that was a big hole to dig myself out of. But since then, my grades, I don't think I failed a class since freshman year. My grades have shot up. But no, freshman year, I really just didn't care about school. Like I don't care about school now, but I didn't care whatsoever. And I was hanging out with Liam and Riley and all the bigger guys and doing all the shit with the football guys and just really didn't care about school. Shark, what's your like take on that? I don't know if you've ever failed a class. I don't think I've, I've you've ever. Like what's your take on why you don't really apply yourself at school, even though you're smart? Well, uh, so my freshman year, just like Dom said, we were hanging out with the big guys, like seniors and whatnot. We weren't really like caring much about school, slacking off. Uh, I don't know, freshman year, I just didn't really feel like school was my thing. And then I kind of began to think about it. And uh, you got to do good in school. So sophomore year and junior year, I kicked it up. Went from a 1.3 to now 2.5, which is pretty decent, I would think. I'm trying to raise it up a little more so I can go to college, get my scholarship and shit, you know what I'm saying? But uh, other than that, yeah, I don't know. So, Dom, what is your plan after high school, if you thought of any yet? Uh, I think I'm just going to take the normal Loveland route and go up to OU and study law enforcement and criminal justice and everyone hates to hear it but become a cop for a few years and then after that look to become like a homicide detective see that that's very interesting especially in the times we are in now why do you want to become a cop really just to become a homicide detective i've since like the eighth grade i've always wanted to be that so it's just steps to get there where could you see yourself being like a homicide detective? Because I don't think there's a lot of murders around here, really. Oh, uh, no, I would definitely be out of Loveland for sure. I'd, I'd definitely want to look for a big town or a big city, somewhere New York, Florida, California, somewhere big. Why does that interest you so much, especially with all the hate going around about cops right now? Uh, The one thing that always interests me about being a cop is you're getting paid not to just sit at a desk. Like school, for instance, I don't like just sitting around. I like doing stuff I don't mind driving around a lot like whenever I get anxious or something I'll drive around in the first place so I figured why not get paid for it there you know there is a lot of paperwork and desk work that goes into being a cop though, yeah right? yeah but you're gonna get paperwork and desk work with any job you have so mm -hmm. you just kind of have to get through it and shark I know you want to play lacrosse in uh, college have you had any offers or anything like that people reach out uh, yeah, I've been reached out to by a few schools, uh, higher D2 schools, a couple D3 schools. Uh, that's about it. I haven't had any D1 programs reach out to me yet, but next year, I'm going to have some film. That could be it. We're getting after it. Do you think your recruiting got stifled by 
what's going on with the coronavirus and not being able to play this season at all? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I had some film, but our film freshman and sophomore year wasn't very too good. It was choppy. Whoever was filming wasn't doing it right. Uh, those are bad people. But um, other than that, yeah, I, I should have more film. And if I had more film, I feel like I'd be getting reached out to a lot more. What, what schools are you looking for? Like, is it a place you want to go or is it just any D1 school really you would Florida. take? Uh, I don't really want to stay in Ohio really necessarily, but uh, I'm not really looking for anything too specific, just the right fit so I can be myself, you know, uh, do me in the lacrosse field because if I can't do me then I'm not doing me and that's not me so yeah so are you saying like you just want to be able to be free almost uh kind of yeah uh just the right fit you know like uh I'm not really with like the do it my way type of coaches because I can do it a lot of ways and that's just how I thrive. So when you say that, it almost reminds me of uh, Zion, who went to UC for a, a year to run track. Do you remember why he quit track, though? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, from what I was told, I believe from him one night, was the coach was trying to tell him how to eat and how to work out. Um. That's kind of the coach's job, Shark, just to let you know. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I wasn't saying that. I'm just like like on the field. Like, So some coaches will tell you to do the exact type of thing, like run the offense this way. You can't dodge this way. You can't go this way. You have to pass it when I say pass. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm an athlete. I can do. Free baller. Yeah, I can, I can do a lot of things with the ball, and I can make it happen. Okay, that's good to know. Um, if you don't end up getting a D one offer, are you gonna go D two? Uh, yeah. If I, it's whatever. Um, the school that offers me the most, really, because I'm just really trying to get a free education, somewhat of a free education. I know it's not gonna be all free, but uh, the most I can possibly get for sure. And what uh, what are you trying to study? Uh, I'm not too sure yet but mm, I kind of like marine biology and all that uh, I like animals stuff like that pretty cool okay um, so probably something to do with like marine biology or like zoology or yeah, something like that, something that yeah why do you find you have like this you want to work with animals uh, ever since I was a little kid, I I just liked animals. Some people call me an animal whisperer. I just <laughs> got away with. with <laughs> calls you that. <laughs> Everybody calls me that. Don't listen to that guy. But uh, yeah, I just I just like animals a lot. I think they're interesting. All types, all of them, other than bugs and stuff like that. Not me. Okay, I feel like that's a good place to end that. Uh, so, I lost my train of thought, but, you know, you're, you guys are both very, like, funny guys, but you're also very, like, 
almost alpha male-ish in a way. Like, Sharky currently has his shirt off, like he always does. But do you guys ever feel like that kind of pushes you away from certain people that, like, you could be friends with almost? And Dom, I'll let you go first. Uh, not so much. Just because, like, if I want to be friends with you, we'll be friends. And if you don't like me, you don't like me. And I... I'm pretty content with, like, understanding that. So, like, I never feel like I have to force people to like me in a way. Like, if you don't like me, I don't really care. If you do like me, we'll be friends. But, no. And if my attitude does turn someone away, then maybe we're not supposed to be friends in the first place. That's how I look at it. Shark, I kind of saw you shake your head a little bit in a way. Like, what are your feelings on that? I mean, uh, sometimes uh, alpha males don't mix. And, uh... (laughs) You know, I would call myself an alpha male, but I'm not like the most alphaist male. Just like I, I don't know if somebody tries to little boy me, like <laughs> I'm not with that. You know, I don't like that. That's all. Yeah. But what like is your opinion on like pushing people away almost like that you could kind of be friends with just because that stigma around you is kind of how you carry yourself? Uh. I don't know. I, I don't really push people away. It's more like people push themselves away because I like give everybody everybody a fair chance. Like I don't just dislike someone just to dislike someone. Uh, I don't know. Just if our personalities don't mix, then then they don't mix and stuff. And I'll be cool with you. But if you don't like me, you know, then don't like me. I kind of see what you're you guys are saying. It's basically like I'm me. Like get over it like if you want to be friends with me but like what i was kind of trying to get at is like like kind of people do you ever feel like people are intimidated yeah i get what you're saying we actually had someone tell us that the other night a group of girls they said they feel intimidated it's because my body it's nah i don't know i think it's the way we carry ourselves sometimes but it's mostly females not men that get intimidated i feel no a lot of men are intimidated by me yeah what he said but like what why did they say they were intimidated by you? Just Are just the way we carry ourselves and just the way like uh we act, I guess. Uh we're just really outgoing people and sometimes people get caught up in that and they think like, Wow, like these guys are like something so much more than what I'm I was thinking but we're really not just Two regular guys living life, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> so I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, do you ever feel that your joking kind of gets away, gets in the way of having a serious conversation every ever or ever? Like I feel like, has anyone like what I'm trying to say is, has anyone tried to have a serious conversation with you, but like you just don't know when to turn it off? I'm always told I can't have a serious conversation. If people come to me about something serious and I'm not in the mood to talk about something serious, most of the time I'll laugh and it's not because I'm laughing at you. It's just that's how I handle awkward situations. I'll just laugh. So, yeah, I'm never, I don't have many serious conversations. And if I do, I have to get down to business in my head. Do you ever feel like that kind of hurts your friendship in a way, though? not being able to have a serious conversation with someone no because it goes into what you said earlier it's just kind of like if i'm already friends with you you know how i am you know how i act so most of the people know like when i'm laughing i'm not laughing at them it's just like to keep myself under control 
Shark, what's your opinion on this? Ask the question again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, joking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, if I'm not really trying to have a serious conversation, then I'm a, I'm probably gonna mess with you a little bit just because I think it's funny in every every situation. But if it's like an awkward situation, I just get to laughing because like I don't, I don't know. I, I just start laughing. It's I can't help it. It's just weird it's a bad to me. Habit. Yeah, it's just it's not even a habit. It's just like the way I am. But if like I'm down to have a serious uh, conversation and you really need it or whatever, I'm there. But uh, I might laugh a little bit. So both of you kind of I've noticed have a bit of a short temper in a way. Dom maybe a little less than Shark, but um, has. I know it's affected you, Shark, especially on the football field, in a way. Um, what ha, have you been trying to work on that, or any in any way? Or I'll just let you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I've had uh, a wee bit of anger issues my whole life, and I've been working towards like getting them away as most, like as much <laughs> as possible, but. Uh, I don't know. They they flare every now and then, and uh, yeah, I just try and keep them away. What kind of methods are you using to keep your anger down? Are you just walking away from a situation, or are you more like uh, trying to like control your breathing, or is what kind of methods do you use? Uh, sometimes, like at night, uh, I'll meditate. And that helps a lot. It cools me down. And then uh, if like if my anger starts to flare and I notice it, yeah, I'll, I'll control my breathing into the nose, out through the mouth, like big breaths and stuff, all that. But uh, yeah, shaking my hands and shit and Doing that. packing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that it, I just have a bunch of little things. So I see. Um, I kind of want to get into the football season this year, if that's okay with you guys. Um, so I remember Dom telling me, beginning of the season, we're sitting at a girls' soccer game, right? <laughs> he quoted <laughs> me on this. Wow. He goes, I said, you guys are going three and seven. And he goes, bro, you are tripping. We are going seven and three, no more, no less. And then walks me through the entire schedule on every game they will win and every game they will lose. Dom, how did your expectations walking into the season change after game one? All right, so when we were talking at the soccer scrimmage, it was early in the season. I think we had just finished our scrimmage with Corrine, so that's why I was I was up here in my head. My head was a little big, but, yeah, so we went over to Corrine. They're a running team, so I can't really say much, but... We had a seven-on-seven, seven, which is mostly throwing the ball, and we played. That was probably our best like, time playing as a team, best we played all season. And then we just – injuries sort of got to us. Coaching was a big thing. I feel like the coaches didn't know where to play kids, didn't let kids act themselves. As Sharky was talking about earlier, he sort of tried to control the whole team by himself, which you can't really do. Um, we had Salim who was supposed to play. He couldn't play due to grades. Isaiah got suspended. Liam was in and out of games. 
Andrew Gwen got hurt, and then we just really had to start bringing younger kids up. That was our biggest issue. We were towards the end of the year. I think we were playing with like full like lineups of kids who were juniors and below. I don't think we had one senior on the field unless you count Tyler Shelley and Bubba who were playing linemen and Zach, of course. But but I mean, like you predicted that you guys would beat Sycamore, right? And I mean that game. You that was were a high f- prediction. You were fully loaded, and you come out of the gate, and I believe it was like sixty-three to twelve, if I'm not wrong. I don't even remember. Sharky had two touchdowns. Okay, we'll, we'll quote that one. But but uh, what are your expectations? Almost instantly, how are they changed? Well, if we need to get into that, Tristan. I had a little dispute with the coach before the game, and I was benched for the whole game. And then everyone was kind of, after they scored about 14 or so, everyone sort of just went down the hill because, in a way, that's what loved ones used to. Because, I mean, if you look at the history, we've won how many games in, like, the past four years? I believe three. Exactly. So Maybe, if you, maybe five. If you look at that, that's three out of 37 that we've lost if – you're doing four years, and that's not that's not going to brighten any kid's year up that much when you're playing football, especially if you go out and lose by 40 points. What hope do you have in coming out the next game and winning because you realize it's just going to be the same thing? But, I mean, every week I'm told by the football players, this is our week. This is the week we get the first win. I'll let you know this. The week that I knew it was over with was – when we were saying we were going to win against Withrow, and then we got out there, and I looked up the scoreboard at halftime, and it was like... 30 to nothing? Yeah, something like that. I see Sharky is going bye-bye. And then I was like, yeah, this season, this is done with. We had Liam on the sideline. He was hurt, so he wasn't playing. So... I asked this question with Zach. I actually want to get into the Withrow game, but this question seems more in tuned right now. Uh, do you think with uh, Coach Cranford you would have won more games this year? You mentioned Liam a lot, yeah. and we kind of shy shied away from the run game this year. Yeah, from if what you I look watched. at it, I think through the first was Withrow our fourth game. I'm pretty I, sure. I don't remember. So I'm pretty sure through the first three games. Liam had 12 touches, so he got the ball 12 times. If you look at it last season, I'm not too sure about this, but I'm pretty sure Liam was getting the ball at least more than 12 times a game. It would be Liam to the left, Liam to the right. We changed up our offense and all and became more of a passing offense, but still, if you look at it, Liam is our best athlete on the field. You sort of figure in your head we got to get him the ball a little bit more than we're getting the ball to anybody else. So that just wasn't there. We didn't have a big enough line to block for Liam. So right when he would touch the ball, people would be back there ready to get him. And then if he could somehow get out of that, I mean, you have seven other people on the field. So it's hard for one person. But, yeah, they de- they definitely shied away from giving him the ball. Why do you think that is? Is it because a coaching dispute – I mean, I could imagine Liam's attitude when he's only getting 12 touches in the first three games. Yeah, that was actually why I'm pretty sure Liam didn't finish the season with us. It wasn't anything like, of course, nobody really like 
you can say you like the coaches. Everyone likes a few coaches. I will say I liked a few, but majority of the coaches, I think we all disliked, and that's why most of them this year are gone. But, yeah, I think the touches were Liam's biggest reason for not coming back to the football team. So going into next year, what are your expectations looking like with two new teams moving into the ECC? I'm not playing next year. Me or Sharky are not. So we're retired. Sharky, you're not playing either? Hell no. Retired. Wish him the best. So, Sharky, I'm going to get into the reason why I believe you're not playing next year. Um, You're not going to speak much on it, but that's okay. We can glaze over it almost. Um, (laughs) So you got into a dispute before the Withrow game, from what I remember, with one of the coaches, right? Before it? Yeah? Yeah. I guess so. You were arguing with Roberts about getting the ball. I guess so. And then it kind of boils over during the Withrow game. I believe it was after a punt return. You go into the sidelines. It was after. uh, So Calvin had thrown a pass, and I was wide open. I was quite upset about it. I came off the sideline. Yip, yap, bang, bang. It (laughs) happened. And uh, it got broken up. And I was done with that. We called it a day. We lost 50 to nothing. Got back on the buses. Ion tried to fight a few kids, and we were out of there. So what kind of repercussions were given to you after that game? Me, uh, they were, like, trying to take half my lacrosse season, but you know I ain't let that happen. You couldn't Uh, play the next game or wear your jersey to the game. Yeah, and then the kid or whatever – couldn't wear his jersey or something he wasn't a captain or something but he was still allowed to travel with us and check he wasn't i don't really know i'm not too upset about it i'm done with loving football so do so to see the disparity there and for anyone who didn't know what happened you can go back to the zach podcast and we talked about it a little bit and you'll get kind of the overall of the situation but the kid gets less of a punishment for doing something to you when you didn't even really do anything after the fact. Do you feel like there's a favoritism there? For sure. And why do you think the coaches favor him over you? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. They maybe just liked him, I guess. But I wish him the best. So I see you're kind of dodging, but it's okay. We can get past it. Um, <laughs> so, Dom, with you not playing football next year, what are what other plans do you have next year? Are you playing anything else? No, I'm just going to – of course, Dom's not the biggest guy, so I'm going to try and start eating a little bit better than what I do, get in a weight room, make myself look better, and then just keep a job, get some money before college, try and save as much as I can. I need working on getting a new car right now. I messed my car up, so – that's the biggest thing. Did you get into a wreck or what happened? No, I just, I got into a wreck like a while ago. And then just from there, just started driving my car like it was a piece of work. So eventually she gave out on me and now we're waiting on the new car. What kind of new car are you looking at? Uh, I think I'm going to get a 2020 Chevy Cruze. A 2020? Yeah, I'm going to go through Xander on that one, get a new car. Oh, okay. Um, so, are you paying for this car? 
Um, so we're going to sell the old car for what we can get out of it. My grandparents have some money saved up and then I'm going to have a job. So we're going to put a big down payment on it and then I'm just going to pay monthly. So now that you're 18, I'm not 18 yet. I have to wait. That's why my grandparents are going to sign over on it at first. Okay. And then you're going to, and then we're going to switch it when I'm 18. Do you, have you looked into any loan companies that'll give you a loan for that new, the new car? The biggest thing is I really just don't want to take a loan just because I don't know. I've always had a thing about like, but I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity for you to build your credit in a way. Right. I mean, you get, you're getting help on it and you get, you know, you're, you're pretty much guaranteeing that you make the payments on time by having someone else involved. It would be, but at the same time I look at it as I'm still 17 years old. Like if I take a loan out on that car and then I'm out with the boys one night going a little fast and I total that car. I'm out that much money with no car, and then I have to go look for a new car, find a way to get that money back. So I, I see what you're saying. Sort of just like to wait till I have it, then spend it, versus try and spend it before I get it, sort of thing. Okay, I see what you're saying. Just so I know, if anything goes wrong, it's coming out of my pocket either way. I mean, I'm not taking loans out and having to pay people back more than what I took out and all that sort of stuff. So that's very like old school in a way almost yeah, like not- that's i think that's my grandpa he like uh, he teaches me how to go about my money i mean i i'm not very good with money i get money and i spend it but like certain ways that he goes about his money like he keeps all of it in cash versus putting it in banks he's just i don't know that's how he goes about everything he has safes versus banks he keeps it in I, his hands i wouldn't really almost recommend that but um i mean at his age, he's retired, so, I mean, it's not like he has, like, income coming in all the time. I mean, he has, like, retirement and all that stuff. But, I mean, when it comes in, he takes it, puts most of it into the safe, and then keeps what he needs to for bills or whatever. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, have you, since you're, you know, working this job and you're starting to save a bit of money, are you looking at the stocks at all or no? Are you more keep cash on hand? Um, I actually have thought about stocks. So Logan, I live with Logan, of course. He owns a few stocks because his grandparents bought him a few stocks. And his grandma is really big into stocks. And she owns a really big house in Indian Hill. And she has all this nice stuff and a lot of money. So I figure that's how she got there. I might as well put a little bit of money into it, see where I can get me. Wait, so I didn't know this. You're living with Logan now and not at home? I Yeah, I've lived with Logan since my freshman year. Um, things at home just weren't too good, so I figured I'd get out of there, try and make the best situation for myself. So, If you're comfortable, what wasn't really going right? Uh, me and my parents just never really saw eye to eye with things. They, at points, or at times, I would feel like I'm more grown than they are. So I, and I never really had like responsibility or someone like looking over me, like as an adult, besides when I lived with my grandparents. So it was nice. I mean, Miss Walter, she's, she doesn't boss me around or anything like that. Like she knows boundaries and all that stuff, but like still, if I need something or if she needs to talk to me about something or get on my ass, she'll get on my ass. But it's just nice having a little responsibility sometimes. Do you still uh, 
keep in contact with your parents? Yeah, I have a little brother. He's in the seventh grade, and he still lives there, unfortunately. So I go over there probably like once a day because they still live in Loveland. So I just stop by and see him, just check on him, see how he's doing. That's good. Uh, do you feel that, because I kind of had a similar situation with my brother moving out yeah. uh, at a while I was younger. Do you feel that it kind of hurts him at all not having his brother around yeah most definitely actually um so my parents live in an apartment complex and some kid the other day said something like to him about me never being around or something and he like called me crying and that sort of like got to me in a way just because like it's neither one of our decisions to not be around each other like I love my brother I go see him every day and stuff so like it's upsetting to see when he's upset I guess Mm. Uh, do you ever feel that people will almost because this is what I've seen with my brother like people almost make up rumors about you to him oh for sure yeah there's I, I've heard so many different reasons for why I don't live with my parents but like at the end of the day until you've lived in that house like nobody's gonna understand like why I don't live there so if they want to go try it out for themselves they can take a three night stay at the Colette hotel and see how it works out so how do you like deal with those him like coming to you about rumors about him or about you that were told to him um sort of just tell him not to worry about it because people can say whatever they want but at the end of the day we both know what's the truth so it, they can make up whatever they want but don't let it get to him mm. Um, now shark, you have more of a, you still live at home, obviously. Um, but have you ever had like a moment being like one of your best friends moved out of his place? Have you ever had a moment where like, you just got so angry that you threatened to do the same? Uh, definitely. I think everybody's threatened their parents to like move out and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, my parents are separated and both my siblings are older and I've always like uh, always lived with my mom mostly, and my dad. Occasionally, I'll go see him, hang out with him. I used to stay with him every other weekend, but yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I've told my mom, yeah, I'm gonna go live with dad because I've had enough of uh, the stuff that's going on. But other than that, yeah, not much. Now you talk about not seeing your dad as much now as you used to. Uh why do you think is there a reason behind that well uh so when i was younger uh the court said that i had to be with my dad like a certain amount every month or whatever and so i'd go there every other weekend but i still see uh pops every like a lot i see him often i go down i boat with him and stuff i go hang out with him i go eat with him dom comes down we boat yeah. it's it's a good time Dre's i see him a good all the time guy. yeah and now, like, from what I'm getting from what you say, um, it kind of seems more as, like, a hangout than, like, a live with or, like, a almost, like, a friend more than a father. Is that how you feel? Uh, not really. Uh, I mean, yeah, I see him as a friend, but uh, I also see him as a father. Uh, Pops is a great dude. Uh, he didn't pick the best lifestyle that you could have, but... Uh, He's definitely a great dude and great father, and yeah, he's always there for me. 
Okay, so, um, when you say that more, like, could you go a little more in depth of, like, why, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to get at, but, um, like, like yeah, like, how you can almost see it, because, like, I don't see, like, I know a lot of people who see their dad as just a friend, like, like, Pat. Present for example, like I when I see like them hanging out, I feel like that's less of a fathership and more of like a friendship who maybe gives advice every once in a while. What what do you see your dad as as like he can separate the two? Um, well, I just uh, I guess I just know like when to be a friend and when. He knows when to be a friend and when to be a father, I guess you could say. Like, when he gets serious, I know, like, he's being a father right now. When, when we're on the boat having fun, like, he's my buddy. Like, we're friends and stuff, and we have a good time. So, yeah. Do you feel like you can open up more to your... Not open up more to, but be yourself around your dad rather than, like, being the guy who, like, is kind of more... Like, we all have the when we're with our friends like attitude and then when we're around somebody's parents Mm -hmm. do you feel like you can be more yourself around your dad more than per se your mom uh yeah i don't i don't really like i'm always myself really i mean there are times like if i don't know you then i'm not gonna really like go all the way out like outgoing guy but uh yeah I i don't really open up much to my mom or my dad but uh every now and then like i mean often uh eh, i don't know i don't really open up very much in general so i don't know i'm always around my mom and dad just being myself and that's how i'm gonna do it now do you you say you don't open up very much does that kind of prohibit you from getting your feelings out almost at any yes. time yeah for sure uh yeah definitely yeah now that kind of sounds like something you struggle with i mean i struggle with it myself and it sounds like dom either you know sharky does or you do yourself yeah for sure do you almost see that like without like so you guys don't say you like express your emotions or not express but open up to what you're feeling about why do you think that is um, I kind of see it as a sign of insecurity and I don't really want to, I usually have a wall up. So like, uh, other people are just wallpaper. Lil Wayne, he said that, uh, but yeah, uh, I just think it's a sign of insecurity and, uh, <laughs> shout out Wayne. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't really like to open up very much unless like you're real close to me. Now, when you say it's a sign of insecurity, you mean that you can't make yourself vulnerable? Right. But wouldn't that be an insecurity in itself to not be able to open up to people and express yourself? Just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, I was about to say. Just kind of blew my mind, (laughs) Tito. I just opened up over here. Yeah, I mean, I I guess you could say that, but uh, I just, I don't know. I don't like being weak. I guess it's just knowing who to open up to to say because yeah like, in a way like 
there's shit I'll tell Sharky that I won't tell anyone else. And then there's also shit, like, I'll tell... Somebody else, not me. Yeah, like, I won't tell Sharky, like, so... Yeah, there's certain things you could say to a homie, and there's certain things yeah. you can say to somebody else. Yeah, for sure. I understand what you're saying, but does it ever make you guys feel, like, almost trapped in yourself? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. I've been there a few times, a few times there and back. But, uh, yeah, I get, I get through it. I've got a strong mentality, and I just, uh tell myself it's gonna be good it's gonna be okay listen to a little bob marley <laughs> dom and like do you ever feel trapped inside yourself by not being able to open up to people yeah but i would say i open up more than chucky does because it's sure. very rare to get this kid to talk about anything like even you have to get him to his point where he's ready to blow up before he'll speak about anything unless he needs to and he knows he needs to but with me i feel like i don't know I sort of have my grandparents who I talk to about certain family issues and then like I have him and Logan who I talk to about like stuff going on in my everyday life so I feel like most of the time I have people to go to if I have a problem but yeah sometimes I definitely feel like it all builds up a little bit. Now has that ever affected you guys in like say a relationship like uh, with a girl or with a guy almost like not being able to open up to them and they feel like you're not you're just not interested oh uh, yeah so at first i'm very hesitant to, <laughs> to to open up to any girl but i don't know it definitely takes a little bit for me to start telling you about what's going on at home and all that sort of stuff or get into myself very deep at all because quote unquote i'll never trust a female so is that a quote from you or yeah okay. i quote that one okay so you just quoted yourself yeah shark how do you feel about that like has it ever affected you it, it doesn't have to be with a girl but it could be with a guy like not that yeah. you're like no i ain't gay i ain't no uh yeah it's it's affected a relationship or two maybe one or maybe two i don't know they knew who they are uh it happens my bad <laughs> hey, my fault love you that was kind of a surface level level answer. Um, how has it affected that? Like, is it them getting frustrated or is it you just going, building up the stuff about the relationship that you don't want to talk about and then you kind of blowing up? Uh, kind of both, really. Uh, it's just when things are going on and I don't think like they're big things but they're big things in my mind and I make them bigger things and then I start making like uh, uh, not real situations that are happening in my head I get uh, what would you call it making up scenarios or something like that like in my head and uh, fights inside your own head yeah right just like fighting myself and stuff and like saying it's, it's not much but then it is much and then I start getting mad and then they don't know and then I build up anger and then I blow up and then I look like a fool. So you're almost blaming yourself in a way. It's nothing they're really doing. It's it's like a small detail that you kind of build up in your head yeah. almost. And then have you ever had that moment where you have a fight like in your own head where you talk for the other person kind of? Yeah, yeah, kind of, definitely. Yeah, uh, that's what I mean by like making up scenarios just like, like, uh, 
I'll just like think of something that they're doing and then I'll take it to another level and I'll be like, what if they are doing, what if they're not? I mean, I don't know. It's just uh, think of something I do. Yeah, you almost, I've had that before and you almost convince yourself that it's real. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had that where it does end up real? Like that is what they're doing? Uh, No, not, not really. Uh, I mean, maybe once, maybe twice, like little things, but like, I don't, I don't think, I can't recall of anything that I thought was real and then it what it was real, but it wasn't real. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You don't really, you don't ever see something or think of something and that's how the outcome is going to be. The outcome is usually different. I mm-hmm. see what you're saying. So you kind of just have to get out of that mindset almost. Um, but back to dom kind of like have you ever had that scenario where you'll like kind of build up tension just because you don't want to talk about it you don't want to get serious i mean we started this off by both of you saying you really never can be serious uh yeah i think for sure um i think my problem most of the time is just like i always like in my head i'll come up with the worst possible outcome and then just go from there so I mean, it's sort of a good thing, sort of a bad thing, because when you do that, nothing can get worse. But at the same time, like, why well, think about things that aren't even going to so, maybe happen? Yeah, so you're always preparing for the worst. But when you do that, you almost kind of stop progress within the relationship because you're kind of building this wall for the future. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you feel that way? Prepare for the worst, but still praying for yeah, it's Lil Wayne, man. <laughs> <laughs> Check yourself around Lil Wayne. But, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I feel like most of the time it could definitely cause a problem because when, I don't know, especially in a relationship, if you can't talk to the other person, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship. So. so do you feel like you guys almost have to work on yourselves before you get into another relationship? I'll let you go first, Don. Both of you were shaking your heads. Um, For sure, a little bit. I mean, sometimes you can never, like, you can never plan the timing that something happens, but at the same time, yeah, you definitely have to take a little time for yourself and see where it goes from there. Can you expand more on that? Like, you can't plan the timing? Like, are you saying that you've almost, like, found someone, but you're just not ready? No, 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 okay. That's what I thought. I'm saying, like, uh... Like, when you, I mean, if you're in a relationship, you break up with someone, like, you can never plan how much time you need to take for yourself. Like, it could either, it depends on the person. You can either need a week or you could need a year. You personally, what, how long does it usually take for you to get over a relationship? Depends on my mindset, really. If I'm feeling good about myself, I can, I don't know, I can tend to make it quicker, but... If I'm down in the dumps, I definitely need to take a little time for myself before I go and try and talk to another girl or anything like that. Because if I'm still down low, how am I going to bring anybody else up? So. Okay, I see what you're saying, um, Sharky. What do you? Or actually, still to you, Dom. What do you think you need to work on before you're ready for another relationship? Uh, I don't trust a lot of people feel like that's where i fight with 
most people because I don't trust people and then it just leads into a fight. So trust is a big thing for me. I need to work on that. How long usually does it take before you can trust someone almost? A while. Like a, I got to know you really close to be able to fully trust you. I mean, I, there's a lot of people I can say I trust, but like to fully trust, it's a little different. So when you say you got to know them really well, isn't that kind of hard because you put up this wall, right? But for order or for someone to break down your wall, you need them to break down their wall first. In a way, yeah. Um, I just like to see how people are, watch how they move, see how they act, like watch how they think, all this stuff before I like want to insert myself into any situation with anyone. Like and this is like friendship or anything like that. Like see how, like for Sharky, for example, like when I first met Sharky, he came up to me at like sixth grade football or something. We just started talking and I was like, all right, this kid's, yeah, this kid's pretty cool. I was like, he's not like the rest of the kids on this team. So I started talking to him more and more, and then it just kind of went from there. Like, we would show up and start talking to each other at football every day versus, like, talking to all the other kids. So, I mean, you kind of just grow relationships with people, like, the more you talk to them in a way. But, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. So it's more of a time thing than, a, like, almost like a personal thing? Oh, yeah. I can't meet anyone and just instantly, like, yeah. open up to you at all. Mm. Like, you... Now, Maybe someone important or something. Going like back a little, Shark, I pose the same question to you. What do you need to work on before you're ready for your next, like, relationship? Um, uh, shit. I don't know. His lacrosse guy. I just gotta, <laughs> shit, I'm not really, yeah, I'm just, mm, I don't know. I just gotta work on myself as a whole. Just find the little things. I'm not gonna expose myself on this look, but hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like we were just saying, like, uh, what were you, what were you saying? <laughs> we were talking about trust with Dom and how he needs to be more trusting yeah. in people and maybe open how up long a little. It takes yeah, to trust open up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta work on myself opening up and. Uh, yeah, trust is a big thing, but uh, loyalty is uh, trust in itself. Uh, loyalty is bigger than trust, and if you're loyal, obviously I trust you, you know? And respect is a big thing with me, too. Shark, I kind of see, like, you providing these short little answers almost in a rhyme, almost, like in a pattern. He's a rapper, not a trapper. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, you're a very intelligent person from what i know and why do you kind of put up this front that you're kind of dumb and use these short sentences and stuff uh i don't know tristan um i just i don't know i don't really like to go like fully in depth with things that don't really like need to be fully in depth you know and uh you know, I'm going to say what I want to say, and then if you don't get it, then you don't get it. But if you do, then you get probably get me a little bit. <laughs> probably get, get it. But don't you find that's kind of what makes us interesting almost as a human is the in-depth part? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes when you say less, it makes you a little more interesting because then people are like, whoa, like, 
what's he talking about? Like, maybe I want to know him. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But because uh, if you say if you say more, then they're like, oh, okay, I know what he's thinking. But if you say less, they're like, oh, he's kind of interesting. Yeah, like, see, I want to know him. If you like what he's saying, hit him up after the yeah. podcast. We'll have another. One. No, don't hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> but almost in a way, like you kind of shorten yourself by almost like giving these shorter answers in a way because people get to see less of you and know less about you and i understand where you're coming from where the like the mystic and the unknown is kind of like interesting in a way but maybe for people you're not trying to have sex with what like why do you do that I've never had sex in my life, I'm a virgin. I'm I'm a a virgin. virgin. I was about to say that. Dude, are you... I'm a child of God, bro. Damn, bro. I'm for marriage. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> you got lost in <laughs> You... For, like, almost like... Oh, for anybody. Bro. Yeah, for anybody. Why do you put on this, like, mystic or, like, unknown kind of persona? Uh, because... Uh, because I don't really feel like explaining myself fully if i don't really uh want it to be out there you know what i'm saying like i don't know like if i explain myself fully then people are gonna be like oh i know him somehow or something and then but if i say a little something they're gonna be like oh he's kind of cool i want to know him and i'll be like yeah what's up homie like we're, we're cool now you know i'll touch up on that the more you also talk about yourself to the more people is the more your name gets around in so many different ways that at the end of the day you don't know what's Good being said about ways. you so so it's almost the fear of someone misconstruing what you say not even fear it's just like a sort of thing of just like in a way keeping a small circle like if if we're close i'll talk to you as much as i need to talk to you but if not like and i see you in person we'll have a conversation but it's about as far as you're getting because once you get farther than that and you start opening up to people who you can't really trust and like that's a big thing with loyalty and all that stuff if you can't trust someone you shouldn't open up to him because your name could get dragged around in a million different ways and at the end of the day you'll never figure out how it started i see what you're saying but more on what i'm trying to get at almost is uh dom you know sharky plays like a kind of a persona I, i'll keep using that word of he kind of dumbs himself down almost would you agree with that in a way, yeah, but that's just how Sharky is. He's just kind of quick and to the point. Honestly, if you need to sit down and have a conversation with the kid, I mean, you can sit down. You can tell he's definitely intelligent enough to have a full conversation with you, but if he's just sitting there talking to you, you just get to the point. Yeah, he's getting to the point. Well, I, I see what you're saying, but um, could you be – could you be funny all the time shark like how does that weigh on you to everything you need to say needs to be funny oh it's it's not nothing like i have to be funny all the time it's just like some things that i say are just funnier than not and uh i'm just kind of a funny goofy guy and i'm always goofy i'm not trying to be goofy it's just my personality it's just how it is i see what you're saying almost and i kind of want to get off this topic um just because I feel like we've covered it fully. Um, Dom, with being wanting to be a cop now, I kind of want to get into this before we end. Um, how do you feel about what's going on with protests and 
the Black Lives Matter movement um, going on right now and police brutality almost being in the spotlight every day. Yeah. I will say this, just because I want to be a cop, I am not racist in any sort of way. I have a Black Lives Matter sign in the back of my car. I'm 100% fine with protests. I support protests and all that. The one thing I will say is, like, it gets to a point where, like, the riots so much. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but when you guys are going into these locally owned businesses that are owned by people in your community and you're breaking all this stuff down the end of the day you're only hurting yourself because like the cops that you guys are trying to take it out on like for cincinnati for example when they get on there and they break all that stuff those cops in downtown cincinnati at the end of the night they get to come home to places like loveland mason they don't have to stay down there like you guys are only tearing up your own environment at the end of the day yeah i see what you're saying but i also am of the mindset of you can't judge the protests by the riots because you can't judge the cops by the killers exactly so, yeah there's only a certain percent that are racist and kill yeah there's only a little piece of them that kill and are racist and whatnot but there's also a slight bit of the protest and rioters that just want to fuck shit up and they're antifa yeah you ever heard of that antifa. there's just some Remember people that? out there that are just going out of their way i feel like to cause ignorance is a bliss yeah to cause more problems than what is needed like there i mean there's some people out there that are doing it for a good cause like black lives matter and all that and there's also people out there that are just looking to rob looking to steal i mean Mm. in a way that's yeah that's not they're just making the matter worse and what you've seen recently is with like the change in media almost have you guys watched the news lately at all i have not i've tried to stay out of most of that well, it's almost, it's weird how they cover it because, like, it's so blatant. Like, have you ever watched Fox News before? Yeah. It, it'll be, they'll be showing riots and stuff, and then you'll turn the channel to CNN, it'll be like a montage of cops killing yeah. African Americans, and it's just, it's so weird how they divide us. Do you ever feel like it's on purpose that they divide us? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the government, government. Yeah. the government is more corrupt than any other government. I don't care what you say. They're trying to start a race war. Um, hey, bro, don't <laughs> let me get too deep into this, but they're trying to start a little race war. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, they're not having each other. They're trying to start a little something, stir some things up, so things happen, and they're trying to take full control of us, which will not happen. See, now, Tristan, if you're trying to have a conversation about this, you can bring Sharky and Xander on here and talk for about six <laughs> hours. Just let me tell you about that. They just call each other, and they'll just answer the Xander phone. Xander will did be... you hear about what happened? Yeah, this guy did this, and they'll just like start going in on the government. Xander like, will start talking about how there's a forest in, in Argentina. Or not Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing I said. In the South Pole, and yeah. how there are aliens there that built pyramids. Yeah, he'll definitely give you some fun conversations. Uh, it'll definitely, it's definitely on my bucket list before i leave to get xander on the podcast but oh yeah it'll be very interesting Shaggy, i almost want you to get in depth in this almost conspiracy theory which i actually kind of support because i believe they want to divide us um what do you want me to what specifically do you want to hear i i just want to hear what your thoughts are and why why they want to divide us um well 
they want to take full control and they they see that they have an opportunity and uh coronavirus was a big part of it coronavirus was just uh not small but like i guess you could say uh, it was over it was over, overblown yeah it was way overblown way overblown like i know some people that had their moms had coronavirus and stayed in the same house as their whole family and none of the, none of the other uh, family members even had it. I mean, they could be asymptomatic. That is a big thing about but the But they, they all got tested, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Jacob Cooper's family, that's what who it was. And uh, there's even like 90-year-old women getting over coronavirus in a week, you know? Like, it's way overblown. And then uh, they figured they could uh, take a little strike and start... Uh, start up a little uh race race war and uh now just everything's going over and uh they're sending antifa members to mess up city buildings and and whatnot set out bricks and whatnot just so we can uh riot and mess our own places up and uh yeah it's just a weird time have you heard the conspiracy theory about the cop and George Floyd actually being friends? Yeah, yeah. They, what they is your take other. on that? Um, you you never know, really, because uh, I don't know. Just you never know what you hear on the internet could be real and what could could not be real. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I believe they could be friends because, you know, they're in the same area and whatnot. T-Dog, how got that feeling? <laughs> T-Dog's pissing. But, uh, yeah. Well, you heard about the fall cabal? No, explain it to me. Oh, I'm not going to explain that. You can, uh, you can look that up. There's a nine-part series about it. Uh... <laughs> He's it's a very out. good watch. It's a good watch, ladies and gents. Go watch that. It'll make you think a lot. Give me the overview. Give me the cliff notes real quick. What is it about? Dude. I couldn't even like just go over it, dude. Like it's a whole nine part series and every single part's like like forty five minutes. Like I gotta I gotta go into it, T Dog. What's the main like is it focus on the main part the main the main thing, I guess, is the government's trying to take complete control. Mm. And they're trying to, like, turn this shit into a dictatorship or something like that. Like, communism. I don't know. but Oligarchy, almost. Yeah, something like that. Just not good. Not good. Now, who does it focus on? Does it focus on the Fortune 500 CEOs, or does it... Uh, they They focus on, like, all the the bigger people like in the government when i say government i mean like like uh senators uh the presidents people in the election all of it like everybody within political stance like there a lot of them are in it there might be a few like a select few like a certain percent where they're trying to like do good and whatnot but a big part of our uh government is corrupt and they're trying to do what they want to do and we shouldn't let it happen okay so what is what do we do from here because it states in the social contract if we feel the the government is overbounding and not providing us the rights we deserve we 
overthrow it. And that was something the founding fathers based the Constitution on. Obviously, it's not in the Constitution that we can overthrow. But what do we do from here? Well, uh, I wouldn't really be the person to tell you, really. Uh, I'm not too sure we should overthrow. Like, I feel like we should, but that could also go the complete opposite way. And it could, like, tear us apart as a country and other countries could come and take us over. But if if we were to overthrow the, the government, like, it would take literally every single one of us. And it would take a big leader, like a big, very influential leader to start it. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders could, but he might die in the midst of it. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. We're almost talking a new revolution. Right. Like right. it it would almost be as it would be deadly. It would be more deadly than civil war. Definitely. But would it be do you think it would be worth it in the end to rebuild or do you think the same things would just happen again? Uh history repeats itself. History does repeat repeat itself, but like when you start over and everything, I don't know, it feels like a fresh start, but it could go wrong. Anything could happen. You know, life's a bitch and uh, <laughs> it is how it is. And I don't know. Okay, I'm going to rapid fire some conspiracy theories and ask you if you believe them. Okay? okay. Do you believe the moon landing was fake? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Expand on it a little. Uh, Why? Pictures, footprints. The flag, you ever heard about the flag? Yeah, how the it way, it it has wind, but there should be no wind. There's on the no moon. wind in, on the moon, like that's that's some. Hey, bro, <laughs> I've heard it was. There were like photos taken on a green screen and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, have you ever heard that it was like? I I'm pretty sure they've admitted to it was like the pictures and stuff. Some of them were redone and stuff, right. but yeah still like that's kind of fishy yeah that is very fishy 9-11 do you believe it was an inside job or do you believe it didn't happen at all uh, oh it, it happened but i don't i don't know if it was an inside job because that's a whole that's weird like bush did 9-11 and all that it's just uh i don't know osama bin laden that was weird all that that was weird but that's yeah, just terrorism at its finest, honestly. It's just one person hating another person or hating a group of people, and they decided to express, the, express yeah, their you never anger know, in yeah. a certain way. I mean, yeah. When I say it, our man. government's corrupt, man, I mean it. But, I mean, Osama bin Laden really didn't. I don't think he personally hated us because we've supplied him with weapons and to take over Iran or Iraq. I don't know. Don't, don't quote me on that. It was one of them where Saddam Hussein was controlling and they gave, they actually gave, what's that terrorist group called? Uh, Does anyone remember? Uh, Al-Qaeda. 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 They armed Al-Qaeda, but then they, Al-Qaeda apparently came after us. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's one I do believe because, I mean, oil runs the world. Right. Eventually it won't, but as of right now, oil runs the world. Um, Have you guys seen any... How have you guys been dealing with this coronavirus stuff? Have you guys been staying home, staying Uh, away from people? The first part, like, I was kind of, like, iffy about it, you know, like, just like everybody else. But a couple weeks in, dude, I was like, man, 
this shit is not real. Like I saw, started seeing everything. I was like, this shit is not real, bud. But then uh, I saw that it was real, but it wasn't as real as they made it, like you know, out to be. I personally don't endorse Sharky's claims. Please wear a mask if you go out. <laughs> Make as little little human contact as possible. But I I see where you're coming from. Um, why? With seeing a second spike, if they do require, like, uh, I think it's in two days, you are required to wear a mask in the Cincinnati area and Hamilton County. What? It's a twenty-five dollar yeah, ticket. Twenty-five bucks. That's that's a couple bucks, dude. I'm not taking that shit. Just so you don't have to wear a mask, though. It's only. No, I'm not gonna. I, no, I'm. It's only. I'm in, wearing a mask, dude. In, I ain't getting. Pay, I'm not paying nobody 25 bucks for nothing. Dom, what is your opinion? It's So it's only in indoor areas, not outside. Yeah, we're cool. I can, yeah, I can respect that. I, can throw a ma- I wear a mask at work because we have to, and that's terrible. So if I have to throw a mask on for a few minutes to walk into a store or something like that, I can make it happen. One thing I don't understand is how you're supposed to go out to a restaurant and eat with a mask on, though. That's one thing that concerns me. I believe at restaurants they have the tables separated yeah. so you don't ever like really come into contact with people so you can take it off while you're eating but you have to put it back on if you want to go use the restroom or something. I know that's how they're doing it in like Vegas and other places. I don't I don't even know if any places are really open for dine-in. I wouldn't personally want to eat dine-in right now. How is your guys' opinion on like dining in instead of carrying out because i feel like carrying out has been the best thing ever and i really hate eating in restaurants now well i think the biggest thing since i just got this job at corrito i've noticed most people that come in like well i first started working before the second spike hit or whatever so people were like coming in like no mask on like dining in sitting around and i've noticed since like the second spike came around or whatever most people have just Everyone's been in a mask pretty much. We'll have a few people sit in every now and then, but most people are sitting outside to eat. And we do have the tables six feet apart or whatever, but people just still don't want to sit there and eat their food. Yeah, I work at Target, and how many people I see without a mask actually concerns me. I know it's like it's not as big of a killer, but I mean, I have two parents who have smoked since they were. 16 yeah, and my parents as well yeah it, and that worries me almost bringing it home it's not much as a worry for me of me dying because like who cares if i die but <laughs> i mean like my parents almost like right. i feel that they're it's my duty to protect them and my job kind of gets in the way of that um sharky do or not sharky dom do you ever feel like you're almost bringing you're almost being a burden by having a job uh, yeah, I was actually just thinking that the other night. I realized, so, they had me cleaning, like, the whole dining room, like, the bathrooms, everything. And you clean the toilet, boys. Boy, yeah, let's just say that. I get a tip for that. Uh, so, they had me doing all that stuff, and I was just sitting there thinking about it. I was like, there's so many germs on all this stuff that I'm wiping down right now. Like, this isn't like I don't know like I have two grandparents that I go see a lot like is this really worth it making 10.50 an hour to yeah I stay away from my grandparents 
Are are you actually Sharky, like staying away from your grandparents during this time? Yeah, I haven't seen my grandparents very much. Uh, <clears throat> the only time I saw them was on my birthday. I didn't give them no hug, no kiss, none of that, none of that. I was they're skipping. I'm I don't want them to skip on me, so we're just gonna leave it that way, you know. Yeah, I've kind of had the same thing. So, uh, my parents or my grandparents came up for graduation, and then I went and saw them for uh father's day but you know we're very much apart we're wearing masks even inside mm-hmm. you know and we kind of you know i wash my hands you know all that me and my brother and his girlfriend and then we kind of got acclimated because if if one of us have it we're all gonna get it as yeah. our theory but we have so my uncle had a child that he never really claimed and then you know with the whole 23andMe kind of coming out, it it linked him to us, so we kind of found out about it. And he he's like immune res- or immune deficient or something, uh, and he's supposed to come by in a few weeks, but he doesn't. Like how we're doing it is weird because he doesn't want to meet everyone at once because he's afraid of the coronavirus and all this, and it's like. It's just such a shitty situation to meet, like, your cousin for the first time who, you know, you never knew was your cousin, but it's kind of weird. Like, Oh, that's definitely weird. Yeah. It's definitely weird. Like, it would be weird in the first place, but now, plus this, it's kind of extra weird. Um, Have you guys ever had that, like, get a new family member from 23andMe or Ancestry.com? Uh... Not not that I know of, no. Uh, no? No. Not a very normal thing nowadays? No. That's weird. Okay. I found um, out I was related <clears throat> to uh, Icky Woods through Ancestry.com, actually. I found out my cousin was married, or not married. I'm related to Larry Bird. Married to his son not that blood, died. Quote me on that. Are you actually related to Larry Bird? Yeah, my uh, my grandma got married, and then her husband died, and she remarried to Bob Kearns, and Bob Kearns is Larry Bird's cousin, or second cousin, something like that. So you're basically family with Larry Bird. Like kind of. I don't you know guys, him. I've never met him. Yeah, they yeah. hang out all the yeah, time. He, he got my jump shot right. That's why I'm so good at basketball. Uh-huh. That's why I <laughs> traded you during the McCoy League. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the last thing we'll talk about. We'll talk about the failed experiment that the McCoy League was. Oh, uh, the McCoy League. It would have been a great thing. It would have been a great thing. And I, my team would have reigned, reigned as champions for years. Shark but, didn't have a team, by the way. Yeah, he yeah. was. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't get cut. He got traded. But got traded he was not a captain. Team. All right, so I was on Jalen's team, and I will say we only played one game, but in the one game we played, I had the most points, so I'm going to go down as league MVP. Yeah, well, my name's Michael Jordan. Well, my team played three games, and we won two. And if it wasn't for Ryan Batch, I want to say this. If it wasn't for Ryan Batch subbing for Colin's team, which is super unfair. That's super unfair. We would have won that game. And my team was stacked to the gills. Yeah, your team <laughs> and was. And everyone knew it, and everyone was mad about it. Yeah, but if you get Ryan Badge and Colin on the same court together. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just unfair. That's two freak athletes. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. I thought that was such a 
fun idea and it, it just, was a fun idea it just nobody has time yeah. like you can't get eight people together like on a weekly basis it's kind of weird because i feel weird. like i feel like we have like 20 people at mccoy at one time oh yeah all the time i think our biggest part mass people at McCoy. is we were trying to like make it like a nba schedule in a way like we were having <laughs> games on like different times at different days and stuff like that yeah I feel like if we would have just had, like, games around Saturdays or something, like, we wouldn't have had everyone show up because, of course, some people would have been doing stuff, but we would have got a lot of people to at least be there. That way, if some team needed a sub, we could have someone just jump in real fast sort of thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That actually makes a lot more sense. Maybe you should have been commissioner. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who was very stupid was... Ma- or was commissioner so yeah, the, way, <laughs> the draft and everything we had it was nice I yeah mean, it was, we it was good here. we had first round picks I mean I went second or third I can't say I was first round pick but have cool. you guys seen what they did to McCoy Dude, McCoy sucks. I fucking hate it. McCoy sucks. The hoops, I believe, I didn't go up there, but I saw it from afar. We need to get get Stan McCoy to go complain. Yeah. I think that would do it. They have double rims. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They have double rims now. The rims are higher. It's 10-6. It's 10... What? (laughs) 10-6. Why? For no reason. I have no idea. I think it's honestly just so people can dunk on it. Yeah. That's how the hoops get messed up. Yeah, but it's just not a... It's not a... And the and the backboards are these tiny little things now, right. and they're not the fat like metal backboards that kind of made McCoy. McCoy the way it was, yeah. Even with the broken pole, I think it was better. It was way better. Yeah, because right they're just fix that, they're like nine five. No, not even. They're like they're like nine eight nine, and then one's like nine eleven, and it's. It's just fun. It's just a good time. Yeah, it's, always it's good time not. In McCoy. It's not the the whole point is not to play basketball. It's just to like have fun. We're not saying dick ball, okay? And everyone who's ever played, everyone yeah, who's play. ever played at McCoy knows what dick ball is, <laughs> and it is the, the worst thing. Game, yeah. yeah, it's always the last game when everyone is just super tired or everyone is just not feeling it that day. Yeah, see, that's when I start to shine. That yeah, Dom. That is when you start to shine. I always shine, my <laughs> Jordan. But how do you guys feel with like everything that's happening to Loveland? I mean, you guys are still gonna be here for another year, but like, there's a whole new like downtown area. All the parks are getting redone. How do you guys feel about it? As for the town, I feel like I've been here my whole life, so I'll take anything new I can get to help me do something with my time but as for the school situation and all that we got a lot of new staff coming in that I can't say I like very much we don't have bus transportation anymore so there's probably not gonna be that many kids coming to school this year Loveland's corrupt Loveland's corrupt check the teachers pay I ain't even gonna get into that because that probably get me suspended or something but I mean to be in all fairness the teachers pay is broke down on a scale of how long they work there how long or how many degrees they, they have. got a 14 percent increase like last year okay i didn't if know about that coach t hey dude don't bring up names don't do names no, coach, no you can he's you the can he was the highest paid teacher oh was he? yeah so coach t was the highest paid teacher and he was making more than logan's mom who's an emt 
Like, significantly, like, a lot more, actually. So, there's actually, every department head is paid the same. Um, well, he had a, he had a, a degree in some physical things. I believe he has a PhD. Yeah, I think that might be it. So, yeah. he may have a little bit higher of a pay, but I believe all the department heads get about $98,000 a year. Well, since he, he got that, but then since he ran, I don't know if you guys, the exercise physiology class or whatever, me and him took it. It was some class that he ran, and they gave him more pay for running that class pretty much and teaching that class. And that's why this year that class isn't a thing because we don't have enough money for it. Okay, I see what you're saying. But, I mean... In the grand scheme of things, teacher pay really isn't... No, it's not. It's not a problem. For what they have to deal with, like I will say, like to be a teacher, you have to go to school and deal with a bunch of high school kids every single day of your life. But 14% in one year, right yeah. before the levy. I don't know. I believe I that know. was... The 14% wasn't teacher pay. I believe it was admin pay. To be... Yeah. Are you talking... Because I was talking... Or I was listening to Julia Tissett on it. Um, and it's kind of, yeah, that is kind of weird. And it's, she said, and then in her response, Amy Krause, uh, her response was like, it was moving people from full time. And it was just, it just all seemed like she was trying too much to explain it. But, um, so have you guys heard of any classes getting dropped or anything like that from your schedules and stuff? We've had a bunch of classes get dropped. I know, like... I don't know if any of my classes got dropped. Hopefully not, because I got a nice little schedule. Yeah, no, no, no. Not with my schedule or anything, but I just know of, like, a bunch of classes just because of the teachers that taught them. They're not going to be there next year. And just some of the classes, we just... There's no use for them anymore. I'm kind of curious. What classes and what teachers do you know of that are gone? Um... So, I know Coach T's class, exercise physiology, is gone because he's gone. He's not going to be teaching there next year. Coach T isn't. Yeah, he got fired. And then, um, chicken. Yeah, he actually wasn't there towards the end of the year. He was. I like T. He was gone for a while, and then someone told me he uh, got released. But there's that class, and then there's like another class, like into the wild or something. I think. That uh, got yeah, where you read books in the wild. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Cause they added a whole like yeah, they added they, a ton. Like, they had like the last two fifteen years. classes in the last two years, and yeah, and it. I mean, not all of them. You still got all yeah. the marketing and business classes, I assume. Yeah. Um, but like the into the wild, that teacher wasn't even there this year. If you guys took that class. The teacher who was supposed to teach it, they didn't do any of the things they were supposed to do because the teacher was pregnant and she wasn't there. Yeah, wasn't it Damewood that was teaching that class? Yeah, and they didn't like go on like any field trips or anything like that. Um, no, but that is a concern though, like with budget cuts and stuff. Um, do you? Pathway to sports professions. Oh, that's Damn, gonna drop. That's a good class, dude. Um. But do you guys feel like your education is going to get a little worse with the levy, or do you feel like it's going to stay the exact same? As we talked about earlier, I don't know if my education can get worse. I think it's only up from here. So I think if I'm going to just, just try my best. 
yeah if i dedicate myself to school and i mean i don't really talk to many people at school or like do any of that anyway i just kind of like to go to school get it over with so whatever makes my seven hours easier i'll get it done okay um so do you guys want to end with any final thoughts or anything like that uh words of words to live by you know what i'm saying june 11th take it over sharky it's july 11th Usman's getting baptized by the man in the street, Jesus, Jorge Masvidal. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, you better watch that fight, too. Street Jesus. It is what it is. Are you trying to put money on this? Dude, I'm, I'll, I'll definitely drop money on that bitch. I'm, I'll drop a hundred bucks. hundred bucks. I got Masvidal. Let me know. I got a hundred on any person. No, I'll, I, I I'll take that action. A hundred bucks... And you got Masvidal? Yeah. Okay. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I ain't got a hundred. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm broke. Twenty bucks. You guys realize Usman is gonna murder. Usman's him. a. Usman. Okay, I'll give you. We're Mas- gonna take that bitch on a six day notice and not even care. We're Hold gonna on. Knock him out. I'll give you. I'll give you that Masvidal striking is way better than Usman's. Yeah. But as soon as Usman gets him to the ground. You realize you don't realize that you've you haven't seen Jorge Masvidal's ground game since yeah. way back when, and he's been working with Penn State wrestlers. He's been working with the top wrestlers of like all of time right now. I'm he's just saying, him, so Usman or Masvidal was crying about the money. He wouldn't take the fight. There's a reason but he didn't want to take the fight. No, Usman. Usman turned down the deal twice. Twice. No, it, Masvidal, Masvidal was turned down the deal because he wanted more money. No, Masvidal was trying to negotiate, and Dana White said, "No, this is how we're gonna do it. You're gonna get this much pay." And Masvidal is one of the top. He brings in the money, right? Yeah, he's a needle but, mover, but. He signed a contract, and then now it's like two years into his six-year deal, and he wants out. I understand where he's coming from, but he didn't want to fight because I'm pretty sure they had to re-sign him to take the... They to, they, yeah, they yeah. just re-signed him it's to take... Yeah. yeah. And it's because, you know, if the coronavirus wouldn't have happened, Masvidal would still be on the same contract. But, yeah. I mean, Usman is going to literally... It's gonna be a nah, boring. It's that's gonna be a boring fight because all it is is gonna be Usman. I got Usman on the decision. Ben has been such a better wrestler than. Oh my. Usman, bro, are you yeah, serious? At the same time, he didn't even get a chance to do anything. Yeah. Exactly. So if Usman go down, he, boom. You hear that? That's my knee smacking against somebody's head. It, he gonna catch it. We're gonna have to watch this fight together at beat ups. It's the one time I, I might will... be out of town, dude. Oh my! Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm gonna be mad. Well, you better Venmo me <laughs> when I win. I think the biggest thing is I think if it doesn't go five rounds, Masvidal, there's no way he doesn't win. And you have to think about this, Tristan. I could fight you right now, and I'm not gonna do as well as if I fought someone that I hate. And if you guys were the same talent, like I'm not gonna do as well as someone that I hate. Masvidal hates. That's not. That's not true though. Sometimes emotions get to you, but he's street Jesus, so the emotion's not gonna get to him. He's a straight G, and he fights in backyards, anywhere, anytime, any day, six day notice. You know what it is. You don't. You don't think the six day notice is a problem at all? No. No, he's been training. He he uh he went on about it. He went on about it. Uh. He's he hasn't been training like he had a fight, but uh, like every 
two to three days a week he's been training like like a good train but uh yeah he's been training this week he's got to drop like 20 pounds i think it is 20 pounds in six days yeah i understand these fighters do that all the time but that is ridiculous and he is gonna have to be as lean as possible for this fight because you guys are saying usman's like gonna get murdered but he's gonna get murdered he's but there's no way you look at him He's he has walking, to drop a lot of weight. He's he, walking he around. He's definitely heavier than Masvidal. Yeah. When you look at him, just he's like two ten. Yeah, but he's had six weeks, at least. He's had probably they, more. They don't. They start dropping weight like when it comes closer to the weights. So they well, don't you, start dropping at six. They start dropping at like more like three weeks. Then they start dropping, and then two weeks they'll start dropping more. And then that week they'll drop even like they'll drop like fifteen pounds that week. Yeah, I understand. I understand that, but they have a system that keeps them as yeah as, as fit as, as possible. yeah as fit and healthy as possible. I mean, obviously, it doesn't work for some people, and they end up kind of screwing themselves by cutting so much weight. But I feel that Usman does have that advantage because he's been on this regiment to cut weight and. Also, I think he just has an advantage and he can wrestle better than Masvidal. Once that... Usman a bitch. Don't you agree, but though, once that goes to the ground, there's not much It might of a, never go to the ground. Yeah, yeah but what happens when it do, if it does? If it does, Street Jesus going to do tell what me, he got to do. Tell me this, though. Tell me Nate Diaz isn't a great wrestler. He's jiu-jitsu. He's jiu-jitsu. I mean, I mean, it's it's ground, still, still yeah, it's still uh, it, I mean, your jiu-jitsu and your wrestling kind of mixes, but yeah. Nate Diaz is a good wrestler, but he's not. He's not Comer. Yeah, he's not. He's not Marty. Usman. I, he's not Marty Usman. Yeah, he's not. It, it's just it's just such a different comparison, especially with Nate Diaz, and I think I think you guys are underestimating Usman and are giving. No, I know Masvidal, he's Masvidal knows. But he's gonna knock him out. That's my dude. You, That's my guy. That's my dude. Do you feel that he's walking in overconfident at all? No, you gotta be confident. Confident in you all graces. Someone, would you question if you're gonna win? Hell, fucking no. I wouldn't question it, but I wouldn't walk in thinking this is gonna end in five seconds. I mean, That's not what he's thinking. He's not aiming for five seconds, but he's aiming on beating this dude's face. Up. Yeah. He's pretty much talked about it. He, he said, said, you guys are paying me to beat this man's face in. Yeah, he says, it might be early, it might be late, yeah. but either way, I'm going to finish him within five rounds. And are you worried about the five rounds and the stamina? No. Of, really? You're my not boy. At all? My boy. Fights in backyards and shit, man. He do whatever he wants. All right, we'll definitely have to talk in. after the July 11th when you guys have to pay me my money. His first title fight, dude. Someone's so not going to come out there and win his first title fight. Out of here. I mean, it's also. Usman did. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Everybody win their first title yeah, fight. Come out here but it's also. F- but five rounds is a lot different than three. Yeah, I guess. It it's a big it's a big jump. It's almost double. It's one off double. The BMF and was five rounds, but he finished in what three or four? <laughs> oh, three or four. <laughs> I mean, yes, he could finish it early, but if I feel that if it gets past the third, it's automatically going to be Usman's fight because he's going to work him to the ground, and I possibly think he could do a submission, get a submission in. 
Possibly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Street Jesus, you going to finish June 12th, it. have my money. It's July 11th, bud. Why you keep saying June? We're <laughs> past June. We are way past June. I'm still stuck in June. Well, I will be $120 richer on July 12th. So, no, any other words other than Street Jesus is going to beat his face on? Uh, That's about it. Y'all, y'all stay cool, man. Hey, man, I'm going to do me, you do you. And that's how we do. Thank you guys for listening. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Bye.